The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Colvic Darksy. I'm a half orc cleric. I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dark seed. Shakes. I am Melvin Hardy. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out. He makes a gurgling noise as your dagger passes into his gut. Plumber's <laughs> grip has passed from this world. Reg and Cag is right by now Roscoe and Melvin at the edge of the bridge. He has been returned to his rock gnome form. Stabbing my first dagger right towards this stupid gnome eye. Uh, you punch straight through. You hear a, a, a cack from Reg and Cag. And he slides off of your blade to the ground, dead. Helga Eagle Chaser is able to stay afloat, but drifts about 50 feet down the river here. Can I cast sleep on her? You see off in the distance, <laughs> this flailing armored ranger <laughs> stop struggling. Uh, and she disappears from view. Crisis is the only person left. I'll cast web on him, and then we can just have the crab eat him alive while he's stuck in the web. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Roscoe attempts to summon again, and two crabs come from the water. <laughs> the screaming doesn't last very long. He didn't have a lot of hit points left after this battle. Short work is made of Crisis. And I do have the glaive to put on the wall back at the shop. You've got some time now to leisurely investigate this cube. You can feel the energy of life coming off of this thing. So what you can feel from this isn't magical, but it reminds you in a way of the feeling you got in that little like mini dungeon, for lack of a better word, that Exude took you through, but way more powerful. Like this, this feels, this feels like life at its purest. It feels divine and it feels extremely powerful. Let's touch Lum to it. I like that idea. Dead Lum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's do, do that and then probably head out after that. But <laughs> let's do it. You guys go up and rub his bloody corpse on the side of this thing. It's Wiener. <laughs> are you taking it out <laughs> who's holding it did you bring some tongs with you I'll just hold it <laughs> spectral hand yeah mage hand 
you, you mage hand his pants down. You, go, you guys kind of push Blum's corpse up against the side of this thing. And wiener touching and everything. It's just, there's no effect. Oh, I thought it might bring him back to life. I was hoping so. Alright. And that's something dead. Um, what about water? Let's throw some water on it. That's a good idea. I'm surrounded by water here. So let me shortcut this for you guys and say that over the course of the next hour, you try everything water, wiener, corpse related, everything that you can think of. We try Wait. jerking off on it? No, let's <laughs> all touch wieners at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like a Brunswick tripod. <laughs> I mean, does this thing make me erect? I mean, my wiener's inside me. How am I supposed to what? Think of something? So you... You ever heard rocket? I, we established that, oh, yeah. yeah. Lipstick. With a, a rocket. Lipstick. The rocket stamp. Does, I, I, so, I think I mean, my favorite picture in my head is, like, the three of you and Bloop all take a corner and, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, three, two, one, now. Anyone <laughs> feeling it? <laughs> Feel anything yet? Oh, oh, I'm totally, no, never mind. <laughs> Knowing in advance that it will have no effect, is there anything else you'd like to try against this giant nature cube? No, I'm just going to drag Lum and throw his body over the cliff out of frustration. You, get, yeah, you toss him in the water? Yep. Hi, Lum. Hi, Lum. All right. Same thing with, um, was it Krasis was the last one left there? You toss his body in as well. His, he, he got, got eaten. eaten. Yeah. yeah. He got eaten. So The rock gnome is still sitting there. He's with the... Yep. Reg and Cac. You know, toss him in the water or leave him for the crabs. Yeah. Yep. Toss him in the water. Throwing everyone out. All right. We sense life. We bring death. So went the adventure, friends. <laughs> One more enemy down. <laughs> All right. You guys hang out here for a while, and uh, you've tried a bunch of different things. Nothing of any real effect. There's just this crazy place that you know of now. And uh, wander back home. Wander back home. Call it good with your frozen crab freezer. All right. Mm-hmm. Make sure, just... Bloop, make sure Bloop gets home safely. and mm-hmm. yeah. Your new little buddy. You maybe got you get him up on your shoulders for some of the ride. Uh, so you guys travel for a little ways, and then you take a rest for the um, take a rest for the evening, and you make your way up the remainder of the journey back home early the next day. What did we say? How much time has passed so far? So you guys took a day to journey down there. All of this happened. Took a long rest, but it was a shortened rest. And then another day to journey back. So it's been a little better than three days by the time you get back up to the top. Uh, so it's about two days till the, till the harvest festival happens in full. You've got some time to rest and recuperate. Check around town for other things, perhaps. Not that I'm leading you in any specific directions, I guess. But um, you guys have uh, a little bit of time on your hands before the festival comes. Let's go check out the house. Mm-hmm. Super amazing adventure friends' house. Yep. All right. Um, you guys go and tell me. Tell me about how this is going to happen. How would you like to do this? You want to do it in the daytime? You want to do it in the nighttime? You going to cause any kind of distraction? When you get back up to the surface, by the way, it is... You, you say your goodbyes to Bloop, by the way. There's a lot of high fives, and he's like... You can tell he's clutching the vest a little bit. Like, he doesn't really want to give it up yet. And he's kind of waiting for you guys to say whether he's got it or not. What do you, what do you think? Are we going to let him keep it? Vest? Yeah. I think so. 
That's advertising right there, and a story with it. Yeah, that's fine. Are you gonna? Never mind. Are you gonna stab him in the spine or anything? <laughs> I was gonna say, are you gonna coach him on what to say for this story? But I think he's gonna just embellish it in all oh, kinds yeah. of different ways anyway. So don't listen to him. He was dead once. It's fine. <laughs> he was just dead yesterday. Oh, I'll pay him the hundred gold. Yeah, there you go. What he owes us two hundred gold because. We saved his life at the cost of 400 gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's between Kolvik and him. He can wring the gold out of him if he want to. He did his part no, in paying. No, um, you can give him the 100 and then, yeah, I will pay the 300 out of my pocket. I do have some carrying cash. I mean, that, that 400 is already paid. That's Well, the 300, it was automatically gone by the spell and then the extra 100 from him. Right. So the way that this is typically played out, by the way, is the assumption is you are uh, a spellcaster. This goes for both of you, um, both of you spellcasters, that you are spellcasters who keep track of your own components and do your shopping and your downtime. When you cast a spell that consumes material, that's the reason they give you the, the gold point value or gold piece value, rather, is when you cast a spell that consumes shit, it consumes just that money. Wow. Trumpet. Um, so the the assumption is basically that you just like the money goes away and it's like oh yeah I, of course I had three hundred gold pieces worth of diamonds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some <laughs> something hitting the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like a heavy Some. towel. Anyway, all right, you're back to town. You want to go check out the super amazing adventure friends house so let's talk about how this is going to happen how do you want to go about this um you've arrived back into town you let ploob go sorry you let bloop go back to his normal daily routine and it's let's just call it three in the afternoon the day before the harvest festival i don't see why anyone should be suspicious they don't know that they're dead we're just kind of walking in yeah oh and i'm just going to say this for you you deliver the uh, the portable holes worth of crabs okay. to the, the people that are going to prep the, the crabs for the festival tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's got to be done in advance. I say we just uh, casually go up to the house and walk up to it like we own the place. Put yep. the key in, just walk in. Sounds good. That's what we do. You open the door. It is locked. You use the key that you got off of one of those corpses. And it's a similar office to yours, but it's on the ritzier side of town, and it's a, it's a much nicer office than what you guys uh, had in either building. And by nice, I mean it's much more decorative. Um, it's larger, there's like a big parlor space uh, in the front where you guys just had kind of like a wooden basic conference table. They've got like, you know, silver cups and mugs and all kinds of other shit. They've got a little liquor table where they've obviously uh, been entertaining their clients and whatnot. Um, it's a, it's some pretty damn decent digs. As you walk around, you definitely are, are gathering this sense of finery, and you, you notice that there are stairs leading upstairs. You go up those stairs, I would assume, rifle through the rooms. You're not finding anything equipment-wise, um, or magic item-wise necessarily that's, like, super special, but you do find quite a bit of stuff of value that I will determine outside of the game and let you know about later because I don't want to just sit here and make you watch me roll against tables for what kind of loot they had. All right. 
but it's going to be good. It's it's going to be a, a literal horde of treasure yes. because I am rolling against the horde table to, to make this stuff happen. So, Do we find, like, do they have, like, an armory or a vault or something like that? There'd be a bunch of weapons, but again, they're just going to be common weapons. But where do they keep all their loot? You find it distributed throughout the house. Really? They just leave it out in the open? Well, it's not like in just fucking piles or anything, but I'm saying, like, you're finding, like, you know, silver cups that they've been serving the guests with. You're finding uh, individual stashes of gold up in the bedrooms. You're finding things like that. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. They're not that great. They're not... They're about on par with us. Like, if they had killed us and searched our house... They wouldn't have found magical things and whatnot. Yeah. Found a fuckload of pogs, but yeah. I found my pogs, my slammers, and we we have like a treasure room vault. Like I said, there's going to be money, but there's just not better equipment than what you have. All right. If you're speaking specifically on an armory, I'm just surprised they don't have like a, a safe of some kind. These guys are locally famous adventurers. Imagine like you broke into the house of like a AAA baseball player. Yeah, you're probably going to find some cool autograph cards from the players they got to meet once or twice. Maybe a signed bat or something cool. But so they that blew all their money in silver cups and <laughs> fine dining ware. <laughs> right? They Bunch were living a fairly upscale lifestyle. I'm pissing on my floor while they're in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lump. So, I'd, sh- I'd shit on their floor if I could. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, outside of this, um, out, outside of um, gameplay, I will give you guys a... There, there's going to be, like, some healing potions and some other things that are included in this. Probably some art objects and some common, like, or lower-level magic items, but... Do they, um... But, I mean, if you want me to just sit here and fucking roll dice in front of you to determine what's there, I can do it right now. <laughs> yeah. I just figured that'd be boring as shit. No, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go two out of three. Anybody else want to see it now? No. Yeah. All right. I'll let you know next time what's get, what you're getting out of this. Fine. Are, are we seeing any pictures in the house of like loved ones or family members or anything like that? Yeah, I mean these people have family in town. They did. <laughs> <laughs> did you go kill all of their families? <laughs> no, but just that they're dead. They no longer have anything. Yeah, I mean these these are these people. You guys are the fucking weirdos with no family or anything around. Well, Colvick's not because he's actually got family just outside of town. I have a daughter. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, these are these people were residents here. You know, there's a hmm. not very smart. Do you guys feel bad looking at you know all the family that these guys had? No. They no. tried to kill us. That's that's the number one reason why I don't feel bad. I mean, they could have walked away. They could have found them and like, oh, these guys are better than us. So, but do you, no. Do you feel bad robbing the loot away from their families? Chaos. No. Nope. It just kind of goes along with the territory. We get the spoils. Mm-hmm. Do you feel bad? We yeah, fed. I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit weird about it. We fed some crap really? in the Why? process. I don't know. I mean, we did. We started it. For yeah, s- but you know what we didn't do? Try to murder him. Well, you talked about it. Talking about it and doing <laughs> it. <laughs> but just, I didn't even really talk. Saying. Did I talk about murdering him? I thought I was just gonna mm. make him less able to move. just put them in a wheelchair or whatever they have fantasy medieval wheelchair i'm just saying we started it and we killed them all and now we're walking around in their house with pictures of their 
Well, I should. Do they have pictures? What do they have for pictures? They don't have yeah, like drawings, maybe a painting. <laughs> but they're drawings. I mean, there's no photographs, clearly. <laughs> this isn't fucking Hogwarts. But you know, how come? Uh, how come he's not in his picture? Don't worry, he'll come back. <laughs> but you know, we're walking around like we just killed these people. Yep. We're kind well, of some we're of the money we got. We're not blameless in this I'm going situation. To commission a picture of me shaking hands with Lum. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna hang it under his glaive? <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. I, personally, I feel a little bit weird about it. All right. Mm. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. Point so taken. All right, fine. You guys don't give a shit. Let's go then. Let that encounter serve as a warning to every motherfucker in this town. <laughs> I mean, are we gonna be public that, about that this? Know about that's this. the question, right? We are we? We are not going to deny no. it. But Gloop's oh. going to run a stupid kobold mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Bloop's got a bloop. <laughs> That's his catchphrase, man. Bloop got a bloop. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to get I'm gonna get some stickers made of that at some point. Bloop got a bloop. <laughs> All right. Don't feel bad. I just, I feel like, you know, we're not... We're not that badass. We went for an advantage in a contest. They tried to kill us for it. We killed them. Such is the circle of life. And I guess this we'd make our circle of life. Of life. We'd make our <laughs> god <laughs> proud zoo. That's how I feel about it. Let's fucking go. Let's get out of here. Let's go claim our harvest festival prize tomorrow. Sounds good. You think it'll be a winches? I, don't know. <laughs> I heard winches. I mean, we're bound oh, yeah. to get <laughs> for hauling booty out of the portable hole. We need some winches. We're bound to get groupies <laughs> at this point if we're all famous and shit. I think so. I mean, last time we pulled an umber umber Hulk out, so this time they'll want to join in again. Now we're gonna pull out like the best crab they've ever had: frozen yeah. vacuum sealed crab. It's about as fresh as it gets. Frozen roasted crab. Yeah. And, and like, and really, this is flash frozen too. So like, that's the good way of doing it, right? Mm-hmm. 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 On my way over, I'm going to, I'm going to buy some more jeans, more pants, more pants, even darker, grayer. Why, what did you do that was particularly evil? You were just telling, like, basically calling him a murderer, and you're questioning what he did. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm just saying. All I said was that we're not blameless in this whole situation. We're not. I'm feeling a little bit, a little outskirts of what I used to be. I mean, I was holding a guy over the ledge and asking somebody else to push him off. My mentality is yes. kind of. And I suppose you did sit there and watch while we. I did. Webbed a guy and watched crabs eat him alive. We webbed a guy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the we. Uh, I don't know sleep spell. Right. I don't know web. Point taken. <laughs> Look, I let my temper get the best of me, right? I thought you put that guy asleep that was in the water. Her, her. As no. we discovered not too terribly long ago, Coldick oh, yeah. does not I know the sleep spell. The sleep spell. <laughs> <laughs> I paralyzed a few people, but nope. Fair enough. All right, Fine, so... I'm a hypocrite. Okay, whatever. Hey, you know, this is uh, this is one of the deeper joys of role-playing games, is you can explore moral situations that you... I was going to say can't, but I'm just going to go ahead and say shouldn't explore in real life. 
like how much of a killer or murderer or self-defenser you might have been in a moment. I mean, it's... I, just, I did call the crabs, I guess. Or it wasn't yeah. my idea. Yeah. Originally. We all, we all held the knife at one point. And what are characters in a story without growth? If you guys are just good all the time, or just murder hobos all the time, that's a pretty boring fucking story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have an opportunity to learn and grow. Murdered any hobos? Yet. Oh, yeah. sorry. Murder hobo is the term commonly referred to uh, for like D&D players that just kill everybody. Oh. Oh, gotcha. But, I mean, do you want to murder some hobos? We could give them a fighting chance. We could always bring them back to. We can always release an animal. Just make them fight each other. <laughs> we can always bring them back to life. Yeah, <laughs> oh, at least one. Is that better or worse? Fight, <laughs> fight to the death, but don't worry, we'll bring you back. Yeah, if you feel like it. When do you get more of those spells? Well, whenever I rest, I get three. Oh, you get three of those? Yeah, I oh, mean it's man. a third level spell. Well, he's got three spell slots. slots they him. might not necessarily so. be spent on that. Mm-hmm. You could put a hobo in the third dimension. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't have banishment right now. Oh. I oh. changed it to that stonework. So the next time we do a rest, we can change out spells. We're going to rest tonight. Well, I'm okay. just saying, like, you could... So you have three spell slots at that level. You could revivify. Level. Is that what it is? Revivify. Revivify. Revivify somebody three times. Yeah. Let's go by the church and see if anybody's... A- Having a funeral. No, they have to be. Oh, that, no, it's gonna be that. within the last minute. Yeah. Last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss your grandma? They can't, they can't die of old age either. Yeah, that's right. No natural causes, or just old age rather. It could be something else. <laughs> Christ. Well, <laughs> all right. You know where I'm going with that, though. I mean, in the future. Mm-hmm. If we want to get some answers, yeah, we can kill somebody and then bring them back. Throw them in the third dimension, and like if you were to behead somebody, would the spell still work? No, you can't bring uh, back body parts. Yeah, 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 it does not recover severed limbs. And I, I mean, your head isn't really a limb, but I think we all get the idea. Yeah. So you guys are enjoying your time back in town. You carry back your loot from, um. Your former competition uh, from their house, their uh, their offices, and you have a, a nice quiet evening. I suspect you guys aren't doing a, a ton of talking, or maybe you're having moral quandaries and, and debating them over the table. But either way, the next day rolls around. And I'm going to switch back that to the other spell that I did have. Sure. Yeah, you guys are all, this is long rest at this point, so you can swap out, you can fully heal, etc. The Harvest Festival begins early in the evening, probably about 6 o'clock. It's a nice, perfect, beautiful fall day. All of the bounty of all of the crops from around the village are here and available in the big open market square, and it is a fantastic party. There is dancing, there is merriment, there is a lot of crab. Delicious crab, I might add. There is everything you can think of for preparing with crab. It's all out there, and it's fantastic. Everybody in the town is ecstatic to talk to you. You guys are getting people clapping you on the back, shaking your hands, a lot of hip-hip hoorays and three cheers and huzzas for you guys. Dilly-dilly and all that shit. 
because everybody loves the Andan Alpha Crab, Crab Dip, Crab King Crab Meal. There's clarified butter. People are just fucking covered in it. Crab like, salad. Rangoon. Crab cakes. Crab legs. Crab sandwich. Mm-hmm. Crab apples. Wait. It's just Bubba Gum Shrimp Company over here except for crab all night. That's the only thing you can do with crabs. <laughs> <laughs> About 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, something like that rolls by. You guys have had a couple of beverages. Well, Melvin hasn't. He's, he's a couple of apple juices in, so he's all wired up. And you guys are... <laughs> Roscoe, Kolvik, you guys are a couple of, couple of drinks in and having a, a pretty enjoyable time. What would happen if Melvin did have a drink of alcohol? Yeah, it's... Who knows? All that apple juice, do you get the wizard shit? Like, just spraying into the other dimension? What do I care? <laughs> <laughs> that might be some slight discomfort. Touche. <laughs> about halfway through the evening or so, uh, you guys you guys bump into ages. They didn't bother doing the whole measuring ceremony that was going to happen, like, the night before, because, well, super amazing adventure friends. Crazy, they never showed up. So, weird. What's weird, <laughs> huh? Um, do we have they, to bluff that? I mean, do we have to <laughs> put good performance? Okay, good. Um, wow. And uh, so, like I said, it's getting to be about halfway through the evening, and you guys bump into Aegis. And he gives you guys a, a very big smile and a, a handshake for each of you, uh, which is definitely more affection than he has shown um, towards any of you so far. He says... This crab is fantastic. I have never had broiled, flash-frozen crab before. It's so fresh. God. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds almost erotic. He is. I mean, you can see that it's almost erotic. I mean, this guy's into this crab. His hands are covered in butter. (laughs) He's just licking his fingers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not even bothering with napkins. He's just got, like, handfuls of crab <laughs> that he's walking around. Like, a handful of crab and then, like, a glass of bourbon that he's walking around with, like, greeting the town people. <laughs> and he's he's pretty damn happy with you guys right now. Uh, the subject of the Super Amazing Adventure Friends hasn't come up from his end. Um, is there anything special that you guys wanted to mention, or are you going to just blow past this for now? We're just going to say, glad we can help you out. If you have any more things to send us, you know where to find us. He says, I'll send somebody around with your prize money tomorrow. Gentlemen, you made me very happy tonight. And he clinks glasses with all three of you and wanders back to the buffet to get a little more crab. I don't like him. You don't like him? No. Why's that? I don't know. I don't like him. I don't. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, but I don't like being his bitch. We're kind of his bitch right now. How do you feel about authority in general? You haven't. You've expressed a distaste for ages, and you've expressed a distaste for exude. Yeah, I don't really like authority. I don't like ages. I don't like exude. Kind of a rebel. A Mm -hmm. lazy, lazy rebel. (laughs) I'll rebel if it's not too much effort. I did want to do another Q&A, and this one's a relatively simple one. So the question is, why did you choose your class? 
Like you as a human being, why did you choose the class that you're playing in the game? And I think what I'll do this time is I'm going to have each of you guys roll a d20 and we'll go from highest to lowest on who's got to answer first. 18. Two. Eight. All right. Roscoe, Melvin, Kolovic. Roscoe, why did you choose to play a rogue? And again, this is me knowing that this is basically the first time you've ever played D&D, so. Right. I just like the sound of a rogue because uh, rogues, just to hear it, kind of do their own thing, are a wild card. And that's pretty much the long and short of it. All right. And that's totally fine. I wasn't expecting a super huge detailed answer. Melvin, why did you choose to be a wizard? A wizard or... Oh, yeah. You did say class. I was thinking race. A wizard? I don't know. I played some D&D a few games before this one and always been some kind of fighter or melee character. I've never really played a magic character of any kind before, so I thought I'd give it a shot. What's cooler than a wizard, man? Seriously. It's true. You You get to do a whole lot more interesting things as a wizard. Like, you know butthole wormholes to another dimension <laughs> you know it's magic what can't you do with magic right very true and as as a wizard i'm gonna just double check here to make sure i'm not blowing smoke because the intention here really is to get you guys all the way up to level 20 in this campaign to see what you do with all of the crazy shit that's out there and available so one of the most insane spells in all of D&D is the wish spell which is basically a wish so you can almost do anything you fucking want with it so (laughs) enjoy fucking with me the DM when you get to that point because that's pretty much all that spell is good for is fucking with the DM that's kind of also what I'm looking forward to as a wizard the god spell the what god spell the wish spell is that what you're talking about yeah well that's what I meant like you know, as a wizard, I just I get to do more things with reality. I can manipulate things a little bit more. I have a little more freedom to ad lib, I guess. As a melee character, you don't really have that mm-hmm. opportunity as much. Very true. Kolvik, tell me, why did you choose to be a cleric? Kind of the same reason as Melvin. It's just a class I don't usually do. I usually, like, the first time we played, I did the rogue, and that was the first time for D&D. I played Neverwinter Nights. It was like a ranger, half elf, more distance, and so I wanted to try a magic character, not full heal. And then, like, seeing how the group atmosphere went, I'm like, oh man, we don't really have any big guys, and so that's where the half half orc came through. So, turned out to be a half orc cleric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've definitely taken on the the role of healing tank fairly well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's adjusted better than I was thinking because when we first started, I was. A little worried how it was going to turn out. I was like, oh, shit. Because we almost died by that first hit. I was listening to that first uh, episode again. That was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I almost killed you guys a bunch of times already. I felt we were pretty close to dying tonight. Yeah, it, it would have been. Because after fighting all those crabs and then to go up against like a pretty large fighting force, like a team that was already bigger than we were, and we were already weakened by those crabs, it was a little dicey there. Things could have gone a very different direction. Uh, I will admit that I did a little bit of play testing on the combat for that one. Um, I didn't know what spells you guys were going to take because you just leveled up this time, but 
kind of just a rough guess. And uh, yeah, it was a real uh, was a real razor's edge on which way that one was going to go. So good job, living, all of you. We were lucky we took a short rest. That was kind of an afterthought after the crabs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That really was. That was a good idea. Good idea. Good idea right there. Right on. Anything else since we're in kind of interview session, break, whatever, any thoughts, any anything else that you guys want to express about the game? Tell me how awesome I'm doing, whatever. I'm kidding. Well, how much do you have to change, like, every single session? Because you probably have a, a direction that we're going, and then all of a sudden we're just pulling in some stuff out of nowhere, ripping people up, throwing people down holes. Yeah, when you guys abduct somebody from a bar and then try and, like, hide them in the top of a tower, that, like, that really alters my plans for the session. Because <laughs> you said you have, like, trying to get a year's worth, so. Well, yeah, so, so the way that things are right now for you guys is I have, uh, I've, I've mentioned this before, I think, I've got a roughly two-year plan um, of what's going to happen in the adventure. And what that two-year plan means is I know, I knew how you guys were going to start before we started the campaign. I knew the world you were going to live in and what, I guess I would say, the major features of that world were. In particular, well, you guys got to come across a a little slice of it tonight in that giant cube that is a mysterious part of the overworld that you haven't really gotten to experience yet. Oh, yes, it is. So I know where you were going to begin, or rather, I knew where you were going to begin. I know where this is going to end. And by that, I mean, I know that I know the choice you guys will have to make when you get to the end. I don't know what you'll choose, and I'm kind of prepared for a couple different eventualities there. As far as what's going to happen in the middle, I've kind of introduced you guys to the idea that there's like, you guys are on like the fetch quest sort of side of things right now, because like, you're moving to the point where you're powerful enough where you're not going to be doing fucking quests for ages every time, right? So now you've got this goddess who is building you up and making you more powerful. Um, So I have an idea of where that's going to go. And I have a lot of places I know I'm going to take you, but on a session-to-session basis, there is definitely a lot of, what the fuck are they going to do? Jesus Christ, they're going to abduct this guy. Okay, yeah. that throws everything off. Yeah, we're, we're two sessions in now. We still haven't done the last thing that got us access to do. And <laughs> Yep. Then who knows? Maybe you guys decide never to do that. We'll see what happens. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. It's, I, I mean, it's mean, cool loot for you. For you me. Yeah. So anyway, there's a... I, I know the beginning, and I know the end of this story, and I have a pretty rough picture of the things you're going to do in the middle, but how those things play out and where you go and all the rest of it is, uh, is something that we just react to. It's part of how you guys help me tell the story. It's why we're all telling the story together. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. I missed you. I hope you missed me. I really took over that Q&A session at the end there, didn't I? I'll tell you what, the hardest part about DMing a game like this is you've got some longer-term plans on how things are going to roll out, and you can't really talk to anyone about them. Anytime someone asks me about where the story is going or anything about it, I just want to blurt it all out and things like that big, long, hairy ramble come out instead. Sorry about that. So I'd like to remind all of you that we do have a Patreon and a Ko-fi set up in case you want to help us out with covering costs and all that fun stuff. You can find links to both of those on our website, thevgat.com. This week, our thanks go out to The Doomsinger for their review on iTunes. They tell us, 
If you're looking for a family-friendly podcast, you're almost certainly in the wrong place. The episode opens with a clear and transparent warning to the nature of their content, and you do well not to take it lightly. They are not kidding. That said, despite the crass, often vulgar levels of humor, the DM clearly has his heart in the right place, and the group has a great synergy together. The story is intriguing, and honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Well, thanks, the Doomsinger. Of course, we would love for all of you to head on over to iTunes and leave them five-star ratings and reviews. It would be super nice. By the way, we do Q&A time probably every other time we record or so. If you ever have a question for any one of us or for the whole team, you can either submit it to the website or to any of our social medias, and we'll be sure to get it into an episode. Thanks to everyone who's listening, thanks for enjoying us, and for sharing us with your friends. Now, let's get back into the action. So, the first thing to resolve out is the treasure that you guys looted from Super Amazing Adventure Friends House, which I will show to you in this note that I have prepared in Roll20, which should have just popped up on your screens. Oh, dang. Okay, uh, okay. so now we get a decanter of endless water. Okay, we could have used that a, a little while ago, but <laughs> uh -huh. Lum was stuck up in a tower. Yeah, that would have been a good thing uh, right then and there. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm definitely doing rolls for loot that you guys get now, so this is all yeah. off of random tables and whatnot. But yeah, as soon as I saw the decanter of endless water and that loot was like, oh, yeah. So you guys got 897 copper pieces, 4,405 silver, 1,646 gold pieces, 704 PP. I always love platinum pieces being abbreviated. PP. Uh, you found 12 amethysts. They are worth 100 gold pieces each. Uh, you got a potion of superior healing and a decanter of endless water. Man. There we go. All right. Now we're These guys were a lot more loaded than us. Mm-hmm. They had some stuff. They had stuff. Well, you guys just had... 12,000 gold not long ago before you upgraded your properties. True. Well, with all this... Yeah, platinum's worth more than gold. Yeah. The value... More. So the one currency that's not represented here is the Electrum or Electron. I, I've never... Right. probably look it up. My book is right there, but... Those have a weird uh, exchange rate, but everything else here is 10 to 1. So 10 copper to a silver, mm. 10 silver to a gold, 10 gold to a platinum. We could just do all of this as gold, but you know, it feels more fantasy to have different like metal types and currencies and what yeah. have you. How many times can this uh, decanter of endless water be used? Funny you should ask, because it's endless. So we can use that as many times a day that we want? Does it actually have a limit on the... That's what I was wondering. Geyser, geyser, geyser. Go yeah, that's... Gun. Let me just double... <laughs> 90 <laughs> gallons of water. Uh, it... It is an action, so you couldn't do it more than once on a turn, but I don't believe that there's any limits expressed. Yeah, there's some, there's some badass uh, items in the, uh, in the Dungeon Master's Guide that uh, we'll, we'll slowly start trotting out for you guys. <clears throat> How do we choose if it's salt water? The decanter of Bull Connor. Just firehose goblins. <laughs> Uh, I think you just specify fresh or salt water, and uh, 
Yeah, there is no there's no limitations expressed here. Uh, this thing huh. is just as much as you want all damn day. You could just fire hose the whole fucking town all day. If there's ever a fire, you guys are like expected to be there. The town firefighters. <laughs> I think we have some fun with this thing. Because I got to pay. <laughs> mm-hmm. fat, fat ladies need love, too. <laughs> they they got to pay. <laughs> so who wants to carry the decanter of endless water? Everybody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually on a next long rest going to switch my spell slots and get control water as well. Mm. So get a little combination of that. Well, That's a good combo. Is it a bonus to use that? Or is it an actual action to use? Uh, the spraying of water is a action. <laughs> if Kolvik's going to go that way, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move this just under Kolvik's Well, this Kolvik's is as a bonus action. Now. While holding the decanter, you can aim the geyser at a creature you see. Oh, does it actually say bonus action? It does say bonus yes, action. Yes, it does. Well, fucking A, there you go. That's a bonus action, then. All right. Uh, so I'm, I just moved the decanter under Kolvik's loot for the moment, just because I want to make sure that you guys have... That it's like specified. So that is loot. Uh, and then as a reminder, you did also get 2,500 gold pieces as the prize from the Harvest Festival, if you have not written that down already. Yes. So you guys are looted the fuck up. Yeah, we're that much closer to uh, chariots and horses if we wanted to go that route. <laughs> Funny you should mention shopping. A handful of days... After the Harvest Festival goes on, you guys are having a little stroll through town, and you happen to walk past the old place out of a little bit of nostalgia and what have you, and that's when you notice the thing that I sent you the email attachment about, which is, in your old storefront, is a new shop in town. It is a magic shop. In that magic shop will be a rotating set of items. So everything that's in there is uh, just magic items that I rolled off of um, off of tables from the Dungeon Master's Guide. And it's just a big old list of stuff that you could potentially buy. There's never going to be any kind of guarantee that the things that are in there are useful to you guys specifically, but basically every time we play, or close enough to, I'll re-roll those tables, and there will be new stock for you to choose from. How does stealing from shops work? In this instance, I'm going to tell you not well. <laughs> Just asking for a friend. For a friend, for yeah, a friend. right. That's good. Some guy was wondering. Yeah, you don't know what... So I, I should lay down the scene a little bit better here. So you're walking past the front of the shop, and you see, um, you see that it's occupied by a new owner. And as you enter in, you go in the front door and, like... It feels bigger inside than it's supposed to. Like, it feels... I mean, it's not, like, Costco huge or anything like that, but it's definitely bigger on the inside than what you guys remember it being. Feels a little weird to walk in there. And all the way at the back of this, like, fairly large open room, um, you can see the countertop, and you can see this cloaked and hooded figure with... uh, with just like a, a, a dark hood and a, a single glowing, faintly glowing red dot in the center. Much like that ocarina, ocarina. I, I've never actually been sure how to say that word. Ocarina of time. Yeah. The, the guy that would buy pose from you. Okay. So this uh, sort of featureless and uh, genderless and you're not even really sure f- 
maybe not even from this plane of existence dude sitting in the back. And uh, everything's got a real kind of eerie feel to it, but it's a bunch of badass magic items all up and down the shop. I don't know what I did. I think I gave you 20 of them in the list. And uh, yeah, any thought of theft from this place is, uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to make you roll insight on that. You can tell it won't go well. All right. Okay, folks, we had a real fun time talking about all the items that were in the list, but unfortunately there was also a ton of dead airtime and boring material. I tried to cut out all the dumb stuff to bring you this quick highlight reel before we get back to a summary of what they bought. Why would you want to cover a creature in the oil of slipper in us? hilarity would ensue. So this elemental gem in here can summon a water elemental? Mm-hmm. How strong are they, or do they have any special characteristics? Uh, one of them, between the three of you, one of them would be a fairly easy fight. Two of them would be pretty hard. So that's not a great comparison, but it gives you at least some rough idea of where they stand relative to you. Mm-hmm. Should we buy two, then? And then fight them? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with those? Well, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just buy a bunch of them and then level up? <laughs> He's not saying no, fellas. <laughs> 2d10. This is actually pretty decent damage, so you get 1d10 for each slot above that one. The scroll or whatever, it's it's just whatever the damage is. You can't add more spell slots to it. No, that's what it says. I probably shouldn't have copied that in there, then. That's what it says, Nick. It says, at higher levels, I can cast it. But you're casting the the benefit of casting from a scroll is that it doesn't use spell slots. But it says right here in the stuff. That you said. Okay, you know what, motherfucker? <laughs> I didn't even see the magical great axe. Yeah, it's super legendary though, so it's out of our range. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty spendy. Yeah. What if I offered a jerk off for this hooded figure with the pink eye? <laughs> <laughs> You do, you do I like that. that this mysterious <laughs> being from another plane or whatever has been summarized as dude with pink eye that you could jerk off. <laughs> and that ends the shopping montage highlight reel. Back to the regular story. Do you want me to summarize this? Yeah, let's let's go back and summarize what what decisions have been made about purchasing from the store. All right, we walked into the store, took a look at the wares. And we have purchased four elemental gemstones. So these gems contained a moat of elemental energy. And when we use an action to break the gem, an elemental is summoned as if we had cast the conjure elemental spell and the gem's magic is lost. This gem is an emerald, which means we get a water, uh, water elemental. And we got four of those. We also bought three... Uh, oils of slipperiness and uh, I think we can all imagine what those will do and one potion of frost giant strength which is going to Kolvik huzzah that's what we did nice summary good summary go team go team isn't all oil slipperiness or slippery this is like magical slippy slips Mm -hmm. like this is like uh, like synthetic slip Synthetic and, lubricant. Mm. I mean, they're all a little different. Like, you know, it's like KY mixed with ball bearings. <laughs> <laughs> mixed with ball bearings? 
Those are the two slipperiest things you could think of. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then I picture a cartoon guy like. <laughs> that just made me think of. It's like my favorite, not my favorite, but one of my favorite Gary Larson cartoons, The Far Side. Where it's like the ball bearings, banana peels, and an oil factory or something <laughs> like that. Everybody's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember that one. Uh-huh. I think there's a sign on the wall that says zero days without an accident. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Well, I think we're done for the day, so. <laughs> Pack it in. No more adventuring. Yeah, with it. I mean, I'm positive nothing exciting is going to happen. Mm. Well, I'm very much interested to finally go after this amulet that uh, Exute talked about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about we got kind of caught off guard with our own bad planning. But turned out for the best, I think. Bad planning. (laughs) (laughs) That implies that there was planning at all. We had a little bit of an idea. (laughs) We're going to get him. We'll go get him. And we'll, then he'll we'll be got. We'll be got him. We'll get him up in the tower and do things with him. So then I think we should. Totally made us feel like morons. <laughs> oh, I forgot to take the rope with you. <laughs> way to go, way to go, Kolvik. God damn. You're right. I was too busy trying to get him water with this great idea. Yeah, yeah. Trying to be nice, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't need no ropes anymore. <laughs> 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 no, he doesn't. So, it's been about 15 days-ish since you guys uh, got done with the Harvest Festival. By the way, it is now the month of Doti, which is more or less September, so we're, we're moving further and further into that crisp fall weather. Temperatures are starting to cool down a little bit. Around town, people have been asking about the Super Amazing Adventure Friends, but uh, nobody's asking you guys about it directly. Um, it's just hasn't really come up in casual conversation. I assume you guys weren't actually walking around town saying, haven't seen Lum anywhere. <laughs> nope. He's certainly not dead. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, the last anyone's heard from us, we were actually looking for him as mm-hmm. well, so can't really point anything to us. There you go. You guys are, we're, we're able to loot their house successfully. Nobody's, uh, nobody noticed that happen or anything, so that's cool. <laughs> And yeah, you guys are you guys are hanging about, and let's just say Kolvik brings up the fact that there is this amulet that you haven't gone after quite yet. Is that is that a thing you want to pursue? I'll or... go alone. It's fine. It's fine. I don't have we any magic things. Party. I want a magic thing. Let's go get this thing. I like yeah. things. Let's go get a thing. Are we gonna ride our horses out there? Yeah. Break them in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if it's only like 15 feet away? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still going to. I, all the more reason. You're not supposed to take them over 50 miles an hour until they got 500 miles on them. I mean, you gotta break them in. <laughs> Do we just ride them around town? That was my assumption. Is you get like, like the people that live a block from a gas station but still drive there to like pick up candy bars. I think that's you guys with your new horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it is. All right. Well, we've we've rested up for 15 days, and so, where do we remember where? You were going to have to head south to the town of Barton. Uh, it's not actually in the town, but that's the nearby area. And then from Barton, there is a uh, small map that Kolvik was given. Mm-hmm. So I examined this map, and as we're riding along, 
hopefully successfully going down without a care in the world. Mm-hmm. Right, Immaculate. Immaculate, Devon, and Roscoe's horse was... I can't remember. <laughs> I don't even know if I wrote it down. Because that was like towards the end of the night. I was probably not really giving a fuck. It was an asshole horse. <laughs> it was... <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Kevin? No. You started with Kevin started... originally, and then you changed it to Devon. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I don't, you know, I must not have written it down. I normally have, like, notes on everything. Do we have to go back and, like, listen to our own podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the only way to figure this one out. God, what the fuck was it? My horse's name is Hogleg. You're going to have to cut this. Hogleg. <laughs> and then when I say my horse name in the other episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that out and put it back in yeah. the other one. I'm going to name my horse Hogleg. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty sly. We're going to have to cut this out. Hogleg. <laughs> it's like the... The smoking subliminal messages in Family Guy. <laughs> Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hog leg. Lenny. Lenny. <laughs> Lenny. It's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Not memorable, but good name. <laughs> Lenny. Lenny Leonardson. So you guys mount up on Lenny the Dick, Immaculate the Immaculate, and Devin the, far- the Friendly Farting Horse. <laughs> we did establish that Lenny loves cuddling and Immaculate, farting. Immaculate, the cowardly horse. The cowardly horse and Lenny the dick. You're definitely going to fail any stealth checks on these horses because you've still got the plastic wrap on Immaculate. <laughs> I know, I need to take that off soon. You travel south. It's about, well, I should say it would have been about three days worth of walking time. Since you guys have horses, this is going to be more like one day's worth of travel to get down to the outskirts of Barton. And uh, using the map that you were given by Exute, you are able to navigate your way uh, into the woods a little ways. And I was going to do a a fun new thing here that I don't normally do. (laughs) Well, fun for me. You know, every once in a while, overall, I'm a fairly generous dungeon slash game master. But, you know, I I don't buy into the stereotype of the DM versus the players. But it is fun to fuck with you guys now and again. Of course. Totally natural. So I made a little uh, made a little table here to say that it is currently. Oh, lucky you! It's a normal temperature for this time of year. Uh, it is a little, there's a light wind and a heavy rain. <laughs> what time is it? Did we say? At this point, we're gonna say it is. Uh, if you left in the morning, you didn't ride the horses super hard or anything like that. So it's getting on. Let's call it 7 o'clock. You got maybe a couple hours before sundown. But it is raining pretty hard as you roll your way up into these woods. You get to the point where you think you're probably a half a mile from from where these bandits are camped out. That can be now good. Now it's up to you guys to make a decision on what to do instead of me just narrating for you. <laughs> that could be a good thing. I mean, it's going to be harder to hear us coming now. Are we going to park our horses? Yeah. Do you have okay. the club for your horse? <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those hood umbrellas for my horse. Make sure it doesn't get rained on in his head. (laughs) A parasol? A parasol, yep. Sneak ahead and scout. That's the... That's our MO. Mm -hmm. Right on. 
I will have you make a. Uh, I'm gonna have you make a, a series of three stealth checks, and you guys are gonna be. Are you gonna wait here, or are you gonna uh, go with him, like a little trailing, a little behind, or actually with him? I think we'll be trailing a little bit behind. Like I said, it's raining. We're still about a half mile out, so I wouldn't want to be abandoned or anything. Mm-hmm. Roscoe's on point. Well, I gotta say, on these on these rolls, which by the way, I didn't tell you up front, but you had advantage on because of that heavy rain. That actually worked out to your benefit. So your rolls were a 25, an 18, and a 23. You stealth the fuck out of your approach. You reach the edge of the tree line, and I'm gonna give you the guys the benefit here of because that those rolls were so stealthy, you guys are also able to kind of like follow in his footsteps, and you're not breaking any twigs or any shit like that. So. Okay. All three of you are able to get to uh, the edge of the tree line where the bad dudes are. What you see in front of you is a long curved fence made out of upright logs driven into the ground. It's kind of hard to guess from the side that you're on, but you would say that this circle is probably about 100 foot diameter. So it's a fairly large enclosed space. Timbers look aged, but they are definitely solid. Uh, you guys approached from, you approached basically straight from the south, and on approximately the southeast corner of this giant wall, you do see that there's a gate there. I'll have each of you guys make perception checks. Natural, 20. Hot damn. Oh. 17. 10. All right. Melvin, you're the first one to spot it. But you see to the upper left of this, uh, this gateway or doorway that's cut into the side of these timbers, you do see that there must be like an elevated guard stand on the opposite side. And there's a dude up there keeping a lookout. Mm, okay. How would you like to proceed? Let's just start all listing off our skills again and uh, see which one sounds <laughs> the best this time. It's a human in the guard tower? You can't tell from here. Okay. You're probably 50 feet from this wall, by the way. And it's a pretty much open field between you and that wall. So if we venture out in that open field, it's still raining, I assume. It's still raining, so you have you probably feel like uh, you've got a good chance of sneaking up, um, but you're in fairly clear field of vision from the, whoever that guard is up there. Hmm. Well, so, I have invisibility to put that out there. Okay. And also, don't forget my amulet. How tall is this guard tower? Uh, so the wall of this place is about 12 feet tall. And you can see what looks like half of a normal uh, human being-sized thing on the other side of it. The platform behind it is probably like 9 or 10 feet tall. Okay, so I can... The amulet would easily get me up there. How about uh, you sneak to that gate first and dump out one of those oily slippery things in front of that gate. Remember, it is raining. That water will slip right off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the the Three Stooges scene that just played out in my head there, but... Are there any trees on the outskirts to be able to climb up and tell what's on the other side of this uh, fence? You can see from where you're standing that there are a handful of trees inside of the compound, and on the side that you're
episode 23, Ye Olde Magic Shoppy, was released on April 8th, 2018. We highly encourage you to join us next week for another episode of The Very Good Adventuring Team.